I can't remember a time when I didn't know Psalm 23. As long and as far back as I can remember as a Christian, back to early days of Sunday school and BBS, I remember the words of Psalm 23 being given and taught to me. And throughout the years, uh, it's been a blessing to me. Psalm 23, in many different times in my own life, and obviously we especially think of this uh, passage when we come to difficulties, when we've lost someone, when we have um, great trials or difficulties we're going through. But this passage is for all of life. It's not just something that we say at a graveside. It's not just something that we say at the deepest, darkest moments of our life, even though it is incredible for those times. But it's a passage that touches us throughout our lives as Christians. I want to ask you uh, if you are physically able to stand in honor and reverence for the reading of God's word. Psalm 23, and I'm reading uh, this morning from the NIV. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the, valley, through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Father God, we, we do sing and speak and pray of your goodness. That not only drips, but Father, it pours. It comes down on us. So much so that our cup overflows. We cannot even contain all the goodness that you give us. You are, God, such an amazing father and such a good shepherd. You take care of us. And I pray that, Lord, we would just lean into that this morning, that we would understand, God, how vital our relationship is with you and the amazing peace and freedom that comes through our relationship with you, not only as our Father, but also as our Shepherd. And God, we pray and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. So I asked uh, those of you who are here Wednesday night, I said, look ahead, read Psalm 23, and, and think about this question. If I was a sheep, would I want a shepherd? If I was a sheep, would I want a shepherd? And it is a, a good and valid question because a shepherd implies someone with authority over the sheep. Someone who can say, do this and don't do that. Someone who can, God, who can correct even. If I was a shepherd, would I want a sheep? Well, maybe that is an easily answered question. But then we come to the question, well, I'm not a sheep. 
I'm a human being. I have my own thoughts. I have my own plans. I have my own ways. And in fact, it's not always a, 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 a really, I don't know, it's, it's, it's not a, let's just say it's not a, a nice or complimentary term to call someone a sheep or to think of yourself as a sheep. Now, there's a term that was added to the dictionary about three years ago, sheeple. You ever heard that one? Sheeple. Those are people who are like sheep, who are easily led and just believe and follow whatever. You know, one of those slang words that's actually made it into the dictionary. And so that idea of following as a sheep, it's, uh, it's kind of scorned, it's kind of mocked, it's kind of ridiculed in our current society. But the problem is, is that idea of people who are sheeple, is the idea of people who blindly follow anyone, whoever, wherever. The scriptural idea of us following a shepherd is not that image, though. We don't just follow anyone. In fact, we are taught that we are to be very discerning and not to listen to the voices that are calling out to take us off the right path, but rather the good shepherd. And that's exactly who Jesus said he is, the good shepherd. And so this morning, I would like for us to just think a few, just to walk through these verses and to think about the freedoms that come from having a shepherd. And the reason I want us to focus on that is, in our, in our world, in our day, in our time, it's easy to say, let me look at the downside of having anyone or anything with authority over me. But as we consider what God does for us, we see some amazing freedoms that come from following him as shepherd. In verse 1, we see freedom from the rat race. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. As I learned it back in the day, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Other translations say the Lord is my shepherd. I don't need a thing. But however you put it, the idea is that God is taking care of us. God is looking out for us. God is the one who is ultimately providing for us and supplying for us. And so we have this incredible freedom, knowing that he's in control. That you know what? I know my part, I know I'm to work, I know I'm to be a responsible adult, but ultimately, in, in, in the big picture, God's in control. I mean, that sheep still has to reach down and go for the grass that it's led to. It still has to go down and, and take the waters that it's led to. It still has to do its thing, but it knows that it's being led and that's being taken care of by the shepherd. And there's an incredible freedom as a child of God, as a member of God's flock, by knowing, hey, God, you've got this. You're in control. The Apostle Paul said, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. And the idea is that God's got it all. And when we understand that, we understand that God has an abundance and God wants to take care of us. Does he say he's going to take care of every little wish and desire we have? No. You know, the, the reason they don't translate it the way they used to, I shall not want, is because back then want 
meant what we call need today. And over time, the word changed meaning to where we say, I want this, I want that, but it's not a need. And that's why modern translations say, I have everything I need, or I lack nothing. God gives us that incredible freedom to know that he's in control and he's taking care of us. Secondly, there's a freedom from burnout. Would you like to have a freedom from burnout in your life? I think a lot of us would. A lot of us would love that. To know that we don't have to be completely stressed out, completely burnt out, completely running ragged all the time. And I'm going to tell you that, that uh, yeah, we all have to, at some points, do a little extra, do a little more. There's times in life where you got to just get after it. We, I know that. God knows that. But the idea here is that the shepherd does not intend for our lives to constantly be at, at this danger level where we're break, at our breaking point. Listen to the words. Verse 2. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters or quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. You see, if we're out there on our own, having our own little sheep five-year plan, got our own little way of doing things, we can spin ourselves crazy. Or maybe if we're following another shepherd, not the good shepherd, but we're listening to someone else's plan for our life and, and, and we get so stressed and so burnt out and so worked up that our souls, our very beings, are parched and dried and weary because we've gone through this pace that God never decided us to live at. And God doesn't want that for us. He wants, you know, I, I, I love this that it says he makes me lie down in green pastures. And they pretty much all translate it that way. In other words, sometimes when you don't slow down on your own, God can slow you down. God can choose to say, you don't want to stop? Well, I I'm going to make you stop for a minute. I'm going to make you slow down. But God chooses to give us the quiet waters, the green pastures, the places of soul restoration, we go through rough times. We go through difficult times. This very psalm acknowledges that when we get to that valley of the shadow of death. So this isn't saying that a Christian's life is smooth sailing and easy all the time. But what it means is there is balance in the Christian life. There is freedom from constantly running ragged if we're following the shepherd. Let's go on to verse 3. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Here we have a freedom from regret. If we follow the Lord, if we make our decisions that are going on, on his ways, on his purposes and his plans, then there is a freedom that we have there. When we go against God's plans... We may think we're smarter than God. We may think these things don't apply to us at times. But yet, if we are going against his plan, there is inevitable regret that's coming. When we're going to look back and eventually experience the consequences of sin and disobedience. 
And God says, when you follow me, when you follow my path, you don't experience the regret. In verse 4, it says, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. We have a freedom in life when we follow the shepherd from fear. We face a lot of difficulties in life, don't we? We face a lot of hardships. We face a lot of things that are scary. But we know who we have with us. One of the greatest promises in Scripture is when God tells us, I will never leave you nor forsake you. It's like take yourself back to elementary school playground. And there might be the biggest bully in the school come up and ready to mess with you. But all of a sudden, the coolest kid in school comes up and says, hey, don't mess with him. Don't mess with her. That's my friend. And we get that kind of picture here with the shepherd, with his staff, and with his rod. He's well equipped. He's equipped to lead. He's also equipped to protect. He's equipped to defend you. He's equipped to guide you and protect you as you walk through the most difficult things in life. Which as we get older, aren't that playground bully so much as it is health and relationships and finances and career and significance and children and family and and all these different things that can get so scary. And God says, I'm with you. I'm right here. I've got my rod. I've got my staff. As we continue to read through, in verse 5, that you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Here's a freedom from shame. He says, you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. He's like, God shows out on my behalf. When, when my enemies, when those who are against me, when they're threatening me, uh, when they're talking about me, when they're running me down, when, when any of this kind of stuff is happening, guess what? Right then and there, God is blessing me even during that. God is watching over me. God is, he is uh, preparing for me and supplying what I need. Right there in the middle of when anyone else is trying to shame me for following God. When when people are trying to put me down for following God, guess what? God is not ashamed. God stands with me. God prepares for me a table. It's like God is giving a message to you as his child, his believer. You know how unconcerned you have to be about that? We're just going to throw a party right now. We're going to have a banquet. We're going to sit down and fellowship and feast. And we're going to enjoy one another because you're secure. And these folks who try to shame you for doing what's right, don't worry about them. Because what matters is what you do in my eyes. In verse 6, the psalmist concludes... Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. 
Freedom from worry. Freedom from worry. David had a confidence here that he expressed. God, you've got this. Your goodness and your love will follow me. I'm never going to outrun them. I'm never going to get too far beyond them. God, no matter where I go, no matter what I do, your goodness and your mercy can keep up with me and my life. He said, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Whatever happens to me, God, you've got me. And David was a man who knew war. He knew people literally out to kill him. He knew what it meant to run. He knew what it meant to to suffer at times. But yet in all of that, he could say, God, you've got this. Because your goodness and your mercy is going to follow after me. And I have a relationship with you that's going to keep me with you forever. So this morning, we we have a choice. A choice that we always have, and that is... Do I acknowledge reality or not? If you're a believer, you have a shepherd. It's not a matter of whether you choose to have one or not. It's a matter of do you accept that reality? And do you live with that truth? You have a shepherd, and the Bible says he's not, God is not like other shepherds who abandon their flock, who who leave them alone, who don't protect them. God tells us that he's the good shepherd. And yes, that means that we need to listen to him, that we need to follow him, that we need to be led by him. But if we do that, God produces amazing freedoms in our lives. And the worries and the fears and the burnouts and all this other stuff, all of this unrest in our lives, we can give to him and not live with that not carry those burdens if we simply trust the Good Shepherd. Bow with me this morning. Heavenly Father, we come to you, and God, we, um, Lord, we thank, we're thankful for your blessings. We're thankful for your kindness and your goodness. God, help us to understand that no matter how Mature we are, intelligent we are, sophisticated we are, any of those things, God, that, Lord, we need a heavenly shepherd. God, we need your guidance. And I pray that you'd help us to follow you willingly. Help us to be in that place where we don't have to be made to lie down, but we simply follow your leadership and and lie down in those green pastures. And allow you to restore our souls, to refresh us, to bring us to a place of peace that can only be provided through you as the Good Shepherd. Lord, we pray now that, um, God, you just help us as we seek to respond to you in dedicating ourselves to following you as that Good Shepherd. And we pray all this in Jesus' precious name. Amen.